Hey, welcome to the Hot Pursuit Podcast. I'm Roy Harmon, and today we're joined by Chase Buckner, the Director of Product Marketing at High Level. Thank you for joining us, Chase. Thanks for having me. Very excited to to hear your thoughts. I know that that at High Level, y'all work with tons, hundreds, just a lot of agencies, and one of the things that a lot of agency owners or, you know, people at different levels within the agency wonder about is what's the deal with client churn? Hmm. Why does that happen? How can it be reduced? And we'd love to hear about that from you. So maybe you could start us off with a little bit of your background and then smoothly transition into. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'll do my best. Um, so yeah, before joining the team, uh, gee, back in 2009, I guess I left, uh, my new career as a high school English teacher, uh, to delve into the world of marketing, online marketing. Um, a couple of years after that, I started my own marketing agency, which actually failed pretty quickly. A friend of mine and I started, uh, an agency down here in, in Mexico where I live um, that didn't last very long. I think we had it for like a year, year and a half. Um, and then I learned some important lessons during that one. And I ended up partnering up with a, another guy to, to build a very successful agency over the next, I don't know, seven or eight years, I think. Um, but on that journey, and then I got the chance to join the team at high level, which was something that I obviously jumped on. Um, but during that journey, I, I did learn a lot about client churn. And uh, and so, yeah, I'd be happy to share the the insights, the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. And, and hopefully it'll help because they were definitely painful uh, lessons learned. Yeah, it's painful. And it's it really doesn't matter what level you're at. The stress of worrying about clients leaving is not something that ever goes away. and. Not at all. And I've talked about this a, a few times. Um, one of the worst days of my life was because of client churn. We had a, a particularly bad month out of the blue. We had just hired a bunch of people. We lost one of our biggest clients and, and a couple other clients churned. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm having to call all of our team members and let them know that we're all taking 50% pay cuts so that we don't have to fire anyone. And that, you know, we'll, we'll get everyone's payback to where it was as soon as we could. But I mean, that was brutal, you know, absolutely one of the worst days of my life. And, and that was just typical, right? That's, it's a roller coaster when you're, when you're selling traditional agency services. And, um, so yeah, it can be really, really tough. And what do you feel like the, the reasons usually are, you know, it varies, I'm sure. Um, but what are some of the things that you've seen? So <clears throat> here's what I learned after a lot of years thinking this and then working at high level and getting to work with thousands of agencies and just sort of, it, it sort of confirmed the things that I sort of learned along the way. Um, the first is that agency services by nature have very high churn rates because you will lose clients if you don't do a good job, obviously. You'll also lose clients if you do do a good job, which is often people kind of shake their head at that. Um, we've lost many clients because, uh, for example, SEO services. We'll 
now we're on page one. Why do we have to keep paying you? Right? That's a tough one to justify, right? What are you going to say? Well, we'll go undo our work and tank your rankings if you leave, right? <laughs> like that's a crappy way to run a business. Um, many clients say, hey, you know, we'd love, uh, we're getting flooded with leads. We didn't expect this much. Um, we need to shut the ads off temporarily. Oh, you know, let's shut them off to, you know, we'll come back for sure. Uh, but we just need to dig out from this, you know, stuff like that happens all the time. So by nature, the churn rate is really high with those types of services. What I've, the, the next big thing that I learned was that if you're in the business of generating leads for people, which most agencies are running Facebook ads, Google ads, et cetera, um, there's a inherent disconnect. Most local businesses are used to referrals. So they're used to people showing up already interested because they've been recommended by a friend or a family member, or they read some good reviews or something like that, which is a world away from a Facebook lead, right? If, if you're a marketer, you know, like Facebook leads are easy to get. They're really cheap um, because they're really low quality, right? And so there's a lot of nurture and closing that has to happen to successfully take Facebook leads and turn them into customers. And so most small businesses, local businesses are not aware of that disconnect and they're not prepared for it. And so what happens time and time and time and time again is a marketing agency generates leads, they send a bunch of leads, which is typically an email every time a lead is generated saying, hey, here's a new lead, name, email, hopefully a phone number. Good luck is basically what we're saying. We did that for years. And um, I'll never forget one of the first times I had like a client review call. I hopped on. We had generated like 100 leads for this business. I think he was a chiropractor for a really great cost per lead. And I'm thinking he's going to be thrilled, you know. So I hop on and I'm like, you know, hey, Dr. Bob, you know, I see that I'm looking at your report here. I see they got like 110 leads at $14 a lead. Isn't that amazing, you know? And he was just looked at me with anger in his eyes. And he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we haven't seen a single customer. Uh, I hopped on this call to let you know that we're canceling your service. And I was just like, what? And that happened over and over. And, you know, that's how I sort of learned this lesson that like, there is a disconnect here, right? And this is a very common argument. You know, um, I, I made a meme that I think is probably one of... Uh, my funnier moments <laughs> that's that you know that lady yelling at the cat right and she's she's saying you know your leads stink and then the cat is looking back saying you know learn how to close and that's the truth of it right our clients think that the leads stink and we think that they suck at sales and what i've learned is we are right they suck at sales right they're not prepared they're used to recommended people showing up ready to buy they are not prepared to nurture and close leads off of the internet. And so when we realized that is when we sort of went down the path of like, okay, how can we take this out of our client's hands? And how can we take this one step further in the funnel for them? How do we sell booked appointments, not leads? And that's what led us down, you know, automation, stacking technologies together, and eventually finding high level. We were one of the first high level customers and when we implemented uh, an automated nurture sequence, 
so that every lead that came in got immediately got emails and text messages and call connects and voicemail drops. We saw the lead to booking rates skyrocket across our entire client deck. And so for me, that was the first big aha moment is like, okay, if you're in the business of selling leads for money, your turn rate's going to be abysmal because these these businesses are just not prepared. They don't even understand the, what it takes. You know what I mean? And so that was, I, I think, the most important lessons. If you are generating leads for clients and you don't have a solution in place to automate the nurture, there's just a ton of money being left on the table there. Yeah, and then and then that moment where they come in and you think it's going to be a good call, but it's a bad call and uh, you're just, you're setting yourself Brutal. up for, for too much of that. That's a great point. And so really you're saying on the one hand, you can put it in their hands where now your success is out of your control and you just have to hope that they're not just chiropractors. They have a background in marketing, which is likely not the case. Or you can say, look, we're going to figure a way to make this work. and it sounds like marketing automation is really a big part of that. And I would imagine that has Huge. a lot to do with to how else are you going to – you spread yourself pretty thin if there's no way to automate. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about the how that – what role that plays? Yeah. So there was a, a famous study that was done by a guy who was an MIT professor, I think, and about leads in general. And long story short – the number one takeaway is that there's basically a five minute window when a lead is generated to engage that person or the odds of ever closing them falls off a cliff. And so if we know that statistically, and then we go and look at what's happening in these businesses when we send an email saying they have a new lead, it just very clearly becomes crystal clear that this is never going to work, right? How is one person working the front desk who is checking people in, cleaning the office, taking out the trash, picking up lunch, walking. I had one um, woman tell me she had to walk the doctor's dog three times a day. How is one person doing all of that supposed to respond to every lead within five minutes to engage them? Um, knowing that another statistic that is mind-blowing, the average business misses more than half of their inbound phone calls every day. So if they can't even answer the phone consistently, how are they going to get to all these new leads that you're sending them, right? And so that's just mathematically, it's not a good scenario, right? We have to balance the scales with automation as best we can. And automating text messages is by far the best way I've seen. Um, if you can just get a text message out as soon as somebody claims some sort of offer, asking them a question, like I always use a dentist, for example, if you're running a free teeth whitening campaign or something, you just text back, hey, thanks for claiming the offer. Have you ever had your teeth whitened before professionally? Right? It works with any offer. Have you mm -hmm. ever, you know, have you ever had a roof replaced before? Have you ever, right? And that just it sparks a response. You've engaged the lead within a minute, two minutes. Um, you know, the open rate of a text message is like 98%. And so you're just mathematically moving yourself into such a better place because now your customers are going, wow, they, 
we're not buying leads. We're, we're paying these folks to generate conversations. There are all these text message conversations here that my one person at the front desk can uh, manage 10 at a time, you know? So that's very interesting to me because it's different than what a lot of people do, unfortunately, which is just much more hard close, follow up on what has already been said, push, push, push. And it sounds like the the approach that you've seen to work is start a conversation, do something that is going to just open up that line of communication. A hundred percent. I mean, think about it from the other side. Like I always just try to remind myself to step back and think about if I were getting this text message, what would turn me off, right? Or what would make me feel better? And if the first thing they're doing is saying, hey, thanks for this offer, and then asking me a question that gives me the chance to voice any questions I have, concerns I have, et cetera, it's great. It's beautiful. It feels like a real person is genuinely interested in my situation, right? And uh, so I, I found that's just a really easy way to tip the scales in your favor. And then if you can get your clients doing things like sending personalized video messages and, you know, there's all sorts of ways to take it from, you know, better to an incredible conversion rate. Um, but I think just doing that one thing, the mental mm -hmm. shift of we can't just sell leads. We have to take it one step further because it's never going to happen on the other end. And even though that's not our fault, it's going to get us fired, right? So we need to fix this. And so if you can get there, that alone should bring more stability to your, your business and your agency. And then we can talk about things, you know, that, um, that we've learned at high level that is often out of left field for an agency to hear, but dramatically changes the game. And, uh, and that is shifting to a SaaS model. And I think um, a lot of agencies get turned off when I start this conversation because they love what they do. And uh, they're not willing to face the fact that what they love to do has a really bad retention rate. And so what we try to help people with at high level is, hey, first of all, understand the models. The churn rate in traditional agency services is somewhere around 64%, which is horrible, right? We've seen that in our data. Uh, we did a, a co-campaign with CallRail. They had the exact same data in their industry report from last year. Um, so this is common knowledge. The churn rate of software is typically around 5%, right? And so when I ask this question, most of us, Relate. Have you ever told a client what software they should sign up for, lost the client, knowing that they're going to continue to pay for that software for probably years, right? Happens all the time. And so the mission that we're on at high level is to empower an agency to be the software provider and the services provider so that you can start off on a lower software recurring subscription that addresses a lot of low-hanging fruit that businesses don't even know is possible. And then if you want to upsell 
those traditional services that you love, you can do that, but they run on a separate subscription so that when statistically they get canceled, we know that they will, you're still collecting $297, $397 a month for this software package that is essentially a utility bill that runs without you having to pay a staff member to do the work. And so there's a lot to unpack in that, but one, one example I love to give is one single feature that we call the missed call text back. I already mentioned that businesses miss more than half of their calls statistically a day. All it does is just text back the number saying, hey, sorry, we missed your call, how can we help? So you can imagine that one automated feature, how much money that could recoup for a business. Because when you're calling a business and they, you don't get an answer, what do you do? You call the next one in Google Maps, right? Like it's just missed business. right? So if all of a sudden you get a text back and it's like, oh, great. I actually don't really like talking on the phone. I can text you, that's fantastic. I'm looking to get my teeth whitened. What is that gonna cost me, right? And so it, that one feature, Imagine if you could save a dentist one or two clients a week without having to do anything, what that would be worth to the dentist that you can then put on a subscription, right? $297 all day long. So you start there, right? And it's a very easy sell. You get them signed up on that. And you know the conversation I have with agencies that have been in business for a while that can't wrap their head around this is like, it's just a simple pivot. Sell them whatever you're typically selling them and then just say, hey, this whole thing starts with our software offering. It covers a lot of low-hanging fruit. Um, it generates a ton of bit money for your business. It's $297. Let's get you signed up on that. And then we can activate an ads package after it's all up and running. Um, and that to me is the model that I think is really the future of this is you've got to cement yourself in a SaaS offering and then you can sell whatever you want if you even want to sell anymore, right? Like I have seen lots of agency owners over the past three years come back and tell me, Chase, I was really reluctant about your SaaS mode stuff. I just signed up for high level as a tool to do three things that I need for my clients. Um, I don't even sell those services anymore. I'm just a SaaS business uh, because it's just such a better business model. <laughs> Um, but a lot of folks struggle with it because it's like, well, 397, I would need a hundred customers to get where I want to be versus my $1,500, you know, ad package. I only need whatever the math is on that 20. Um, but yeah, you're going to be churning them at such a high rate that it's going to take you forever to get where you want to go, uh, versus you, there's a much so easier path. Take a step back. Cause I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it comes to this SaaS model moving to this, the idea isn't that you have to go out there and, and develop a, a piece of software. No, no, no. no. I, I mean, you could, but I would say that's probably a bad idea at this point in the game, right? Like all the, the features, all the features have been built by companies that have, you know, millions of dollars in funding, um, most of which are not profitable, by the way, which is going to be interesting to see uh, when the shoe drops, how many of them are left. But no, at, at high level, we're a white label platform. So the idea is we build all the tools, you white label them, put your name on it, your logo, your brand, et cetera, and sell it as your own software suite. And 
at this point, we pretty much have it all covered, right? Funnel builders, website builders, forms, surveys, social media posting, automation, uh, AI now, like all the tools that you need. You can pick and choose from that and make your software and then just go start selling it. And we, we have this thing called SAS mode that makes it really easy to do that. Um, but yeah, whatever you love to do, there's so many different ways. Like I just talked about that one, you know, we have a five day challenge where we teach people to just go sell that one feature for 497 or no, $297 a month and get clients, their first client in five days. And it just works because it's so easy, right? Um, there's tons of little features like that, that businesses need that are automated. And so every, you know, MailChimp, you see it. They're they're trying to add more features, right? Everyone is going to. Canva, I think you can do email now in Canva. Like they have we all have to have all the features. We're just kind of ahead of the game. Um and we let you white label it, which most don't. And so yeah, that's I, I didn't want people to be scared thinking that there's like, what kind of idea yeah, would this be? I'm gonna have to hire a bunch of software developers, but it it's really an it, from what I understand, it's just a, a very easy way to give yourself some breathing room, regardless of what happens with the rest of your agencies. It sounds like in that situation you talked about earlier, maybe people aren't taking a 50% pay cut because there's a little bit of of margin built in just because you have this, this SaaS arm of the business, which offers you sort of a, a baseline that you don't have to worry about falling under. A hundred and ten percent. It's about stability and growing a predictable business, right? A predictable revenue stream. And I can't stress this enough. It's just statistically very hard to do with traditional services that we all love, right? I love building websites. I you know we did hardcore SEO for years. It's so cool to rank somebody number one for an amazing term and watch what happens. The problem is it's just mathematically really hard to make that work over time. And so um, however you can figure out to create a utility bill is where you need to be spending your time, right? A website hosting package is an amazing utility bill. We had people that would pay $50 a month after we would launch their website for years and years and years, and we would never hear from them, right? Because it's a utility bill. Maybe once a year, they reach out asking you to like change a picture or add a blog post or something. Great utility bill. There's a lot of ways to do it. Um, high level makes it really easy with a lot of modern stuff. Uh, we could we should talk about AI in a second. but. Um, However you figure it out, you have to have a utility bill offering to start with if you want to cement clients for the long term. Well, and does it ever end up being that it seems to me like it could also serve as a foot in the door and send business the other way where you get people who they're looking for a, a CRM or they're looking for whatever tools you've decided to offer and then maybe they're not happy. Maybe they're going to be one of those 65% of, of clients that churns. And who better for them to churn to uh, in their moment of need than somebody they're already working with? 
Well, that's a beautiful strategy, right? I love that strategy because it enables me to educate and not sell. So I can sit down with any business owner and be like, look, marketing, there's a million things that you could do, but at its core, it's building a database of contacts and then sending messaging to them. That's it, right? You need contact information and something to tell them, a story to tell them or an offer to send them. That's it. So it's database reactivate. Grow the database mm. every month and you have more people to reactivate. Do you have the tools to do that? I don't even have a database. You got to start there, right? You need a CRM and, and then you need a way to email and text message these people. So let's just start there, right? That's what our software does. We'll get you set up at 297 and you can start growing your database and messaging people. And then we can talk about all the other things that we could do, you know, to grow your business. That's a really easy sell, right? Because whether they work with you or not, you just educated them to the fact that they need a database of people and they need to be continually adding people to it and they need a way to reach out to these people. And so that's my favorite approach is to say, hey, can I, can I just talk to you about like what successful businesses do online so that whether you work with me or not, you have a roadmap to kind of go forward with and yeah, by the way, like that's what our tool does. And if they say, oh, well, we have MailChimp. That's great. Sounds like you, you took the first step. Are you actively using it? Is it growing? No? Okay, great. Well, we only work with clients that work with our software. So if you're good to jump over, we've got all the features of MailChimp, uh, we could get started, right? And so those are the types of conversations that you can have to win over that sticky SaaS revenue. And then upsell from there yeah that's great well so i'm glad you brought up ai because i don't think that you're even allowed to record a podcast episode in <laughs> any in any category i, I think yeah. even you know even entertainment podcast true crime you've got to have <laughs> at least a minute of talking about ai so fill us in on on some of uh, how that can help no doubt. Yeah. I mean, AI is just sort of becoming table stakes. So we built it in all across the platform, everywhere it makes sense. It, anywhere you can write text, you can use AI to help you. Um, images now, it, you can generate images with AI. But what's most exciting for me is the conversational AI that we're rolling out right now, um, which is far beyond what I ever imagined would be possible. Right. Like I just with AI, it's been, yeah, but you can always tell, you can always tell it's not a person. Right. And now it's at the point where you can't tell. Right. And so um, now, of course, 20% of the time it'll say something goofy and, and, you know, and that's just the current state of AI, but 80% of the time you can't tell. So what that means is when I run an ad, and I automate a text message back right away when I get a lead. And I ask them that question, have you ever had your teeth whitened before? And they reply to it. The AI can just take over. It's an That's instant cool. conversation, right? The AI. And if I say, actually, I never have, does it hurt? The AI will give the answer to that in a conversational tone that you won't be able to tell is not somebody on their staff. And so we're building in all sorts of cool ways to like train the AI and, you know, what the business does, what it doesn't do, this, that, the other thing. Um, but I've just been so impressed the way it handles 
interesting scenarios, right? Like I've, I've tested it where I'll text in a question and then text in another question real fast. And then it, it knows that there's two pending things here. It combined, it creates a response that addresses both of them like a human would, uh, things like that. Right. I remember I just tested it last week with something, um, that was, I'll never forget this. We had this customer and, uh, I can't remember, maybe they were going to turn or something. And we were like, well, Hey, are you reviewing any of the call recordings? He was like, no, I don't have time to do that. Okay, well, let us audit some for you. So we went and started listening to some of the phone calls. Went back. I want you to listen to this, Dr. Bob. He was, uh, this guy had a cool sculpting uh, med spa. And let's just say it was called, you know, uh, whatever, ultimate med spa of Doylestown. Every med spa at that time was doing body sculpting. That was the hot thing. So it was like cool sculpting was the top one, but there was like sculpture. There was, you know, three or four, like every med spa had one of these three or four things. So somebody called in and they were like, hi, is this, you know, like whatever, uh, top med spa of Doylestown. And the girl at the front desk replied back, no, this is ultimate med spa of Doylestown. Top med spa is down the street. Click. And I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, and the doctor, when we played it back for him, obviously, you know, lost his top because <laughs> they're calling because they probably want body sculpting. Just sell it to them. Right. And so right. I was like, wow, I wonder what AI would do in that scenario. Like if, and so I just wrote a quick little, um, prompt for it that said, uh, like an FAQ question. And it was, is this, and then I put in brackets, any business other than our business and bracket question mark. And then I told it the answer, no, this is the real business name. We offer, you know, and a, a little description about the services they offer. How can we help you? You know, and I was like, I wonder if the AI is smart enough to know that I put brackets around that, meaning, you know, what a human would. Mm -hmm. and sure enough, I tested it. I texted it in and I was like, is this, you know, some other business name or whatever? And it perfectly replied. Nope. This is Johnson Family Practice on 123 Main Street. You know, we specialize in da, 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 da. how can we help you? So like that was a really cool moment for me of seeing it solve uh, something I had seen personally a human failing with you know i'm sure she did it more than once um and so when you see that you just start to imagine oh my gosh what business wouldn't want a perfectly trained employee who never sleeps that you don't have to pay manning the front line of the business right right and so with high level <laughs> That opportunity is yours to run with, right? You could literally now be an, an AI assistant company and go sell it to every business across the planet. Because in my opinion, from what I've seen of this, and we are like so early into this world of AI, every business is going to realize that they want one of these things. And so if that's true, which I believe it is, 
high level gives you the opportunity to be the WordPress of this mm. next revolution. That's and cool. so <laughs> that is mind blowing, right? And so, um, and it's such an easy sell. Hey, why don't you have a chat widget on your website where people can text your business? And if you're going to do that, you should probably have an AI assistant that answers on the other end, right? And so the opportunity is just massive. Yeah, and I, in my experience, the, those can be an easier sell. A lot of times if you're in a certain certain niches or verticals or just it's tough to sell them on ads or to sell them on almost any kind of marketing. I don't know if it's just because a lot of times they really already have as much business as they know what to do with. Yep. Or if, you know, it's just, they like to keep costs low, but it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, you know that you need to have somebody answering the phone. You have somebody answering the phone. What if it could be, what if it could be, what if you could turn all of your phone calls into text messages that an ai automatically responds to it's amazing right hey do you guys get asked the same questions every day do you know how many times a day a restaurant get asked about vegetarian and gluten-free right like an ai can just answer all of that perfectly every time here's an interesting thought and this is i i am not a sales guy i don't typically like doing sales because I don't like to sell people, right? I like to educate and have people want what I'm talking about. I'm always amazed at people's cold outreach strategies. When you could just take a step back, think about the reality of the situation and do things like this. Hey, Dr. Bob. Hey, Dr. Bob's dentistry. How come you guys don't have a chat widget on your website so I can text message you? they would probably answer that email, right? It would open up a conversation where I could then sell them that very thing. <laughs> so there's there's just all sorts of ways that it, it, it's very easy to go sell these solutions without having to fight the old fight that we all, you know, went through. This is very hard. On the ads front, how cool is this opportunity? Instead of running a Facebook lead ad where people fill out a form, run a Facebook messenger ad where there's an AI ready to chat on the other end. You know what I mean? I think we're going to see a huge shift in ad spend going from lead ads to messaging ads Mm -hmm. because now you can just have an employee that never sleeps, always waiting to instantly converse with the lead. So do you have it set up to where are they able to, would somebody using high level be able to use it for generating ad copy or is that kind of outside the Mm -hmm. scope of, because that I've, I've worked with and for agencies that do, uh, you know, when you're just kind of very specific on like automotive or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dentistry or whatever the case is a lot of times you're going to have a deal with different dentistry practices, dental practices across the country. And you're going to have these templates that you're able to put into place just to start things off. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, it was a lot of like, okay, well, we've got this template. We're going to fill in all these blanks with the right names, the right car models or whatever. But 
with AI, you're able to, it seems that you would be able to make the, first of all, the templates could be more made to fit and it probably be a lot faster than sitting there and having to make sure that you're filling in all those blanks and not sending out some ad that says insert dealership name here. <laughs> totally. And so we're actually working on an ad, um, an ad platform inside of high level. So you'll be able to launch Facebook ads from within high level and there'll be a library of ads to start with. Ads to me are easy to be honest, right? Like the, the offers are tried and true, like pretty much every industry just go on Facebook and search for those businesses and you'll see what they're offering. It's usually the same stuff, right? Like a restaurant can do a, a two for one or a free appetizer or a free dessert. Uh, you know, a, a, a dentist can do a free teeth whitening. Uh, you know, the, a, a chiropractor is going to do like a $35 first appoint, first adjustment appointment or something. All, all these things are not rocket science. The, the rocket science is what happens after when somebody claims the stinking ad, right? And so I, I'm so excited when we get to the point where you can launch the ad in high level and then as the leads come in, you can just watch the AI converse and book that person for you. And we're super close to it, right? I think, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, that reality will be in place um, across any channel you want, right? The conversation AI runs across Facebook messages, Instagram DMs, text messaging, uh, WhatsApp in a couple of weeks. And so um, I just think we're going to see this huge shift of uh, the idea of run an ad, fill out a form, shift to run an ad into a conversation. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty awesome for the businesses that leverage it. It sounds like it. That's really, that's cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I would just, I'm really excited to see where things go. Can you tell everybody where they can connect with you and where they can find out more about high level? For sure. Yeah. So high level, um, our website is gohighlevel.com and, uh, Roy probably has a, an affiliate link that he should share if you're interested so that uh, he get can one. get the credit for that. Um, but yeah, you can, you can find me at chase at gohighlevel.com. If you ever need to shoot me an email, uh, I'm WC Buckner on Twitter, which is where I spend most of my social media time. Um, but yeah, always happy to chat and anybody has any questions or anything like that, just let us know. All right. Thanks, Chase. Thank you. See you, everyone. <laughs>